What's up, Lonnie? What's up? What's up? Sorry for the delay. I couldn't get in the room for some reason. Yeah, it's it's all good. You're here now. We got our you, you are our FISBO and off market property expert. Thank you, thank you. We've been running around crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's the appropriate uh, time for an off market property expert in a market like we're in, right? Yeah, for sure. It's a tight, tight market. I don't think it's just a tight market out here where we are, but I think it's all all across the nation right now. So um, it's a it's a topic that is being talked about all over. How do people get their clients into properties, and how are you finding listings, and how are you making stuff happen for your clients, both on the seller side and the buyer side? Because um, the concern for sellers is the same thing. There's no inventory out there, so where am I going to go? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna turn it over if anyone has questions here because I want to make sure this is the whole idea behind this is ask me anything. It's not me. It's ask Lonnie. Yeah. So (laughs) if if you got questions, I want to make sure you can ask Lonnie. Like, so David, Colette, you can either come off mute or you can type in the box. I'm pulling up Facebook to see if people watching this on Facebook have questions. I mean, Lonnie and I will just start chatting until we have, but I know there's a reason why you're here. And if you have specific questions, like, where do I start? What do I do? What's been effective? Jump on in. This is a ask any question you want. All right. I got Facebook open here for questions and comments there. Matthew Hanks is joining us. Awesome. So I got a question to start us off. Um, have you always been focused on finding off-market properties or is that something new with this market? No, I, I think in the last three years, our market specifically out here in Tacoma, Seattle area, we've had um, tight markets uh, in the last three years. So it's something that I've been building over time. And I think I focus a more so now, right now, uh, due to the extreme lack of inventory. So it's only shifted me even more so or pivoted me more so into the off markets over the last couple of years, to be quite honest. Yeah. But this is something that, that again, this is why we have Lonnie here. It's in a lot of our markets, it's new that we have such limited inventory in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, Tacoma, where she is. It's been tight for a while. So Mm-hmm. I mean, Matthew, welcome to the, welcome to the Ask Me Anything. If you have questions, please jump on in. If you're just here to learn, all good. Awesome. If you have, Thanks, Jesse. If you have any specific questions, you know, strategies, let us know. Where would you start, Lonnie, if you were saying, okay, I'm going to start looking for some off-market properties. What's the first thing you would do? Um, well, the first thing that I've done is when I actually, when I was first starting like three years ago, right? Um, I would have my buyer consultation with my clients, figure out their needs and wants and for criterias. And then what I did is I, during that consultation, I would say, hey, if you see any for sale by owner signs that you think you might be interested in, let me know because you still need representation. And then once that took place, um, they would share it with their people, right? And then I would make a video on Facebook and say, hey, I have a client who's in, you know, the 350 range looking for a three bedroom, one and a half bath in a particular area. Um, And the reason why I did it, it did it that way is because the more that you're asking a potential person who may know of such properties and you can get the locations down and the price point, their mind starts going and it starts filtering out people that they know and they're like, oh, you know what? I did hear of somebody and I know of this house. And so what they do is they shoot me a text or a IM or a private message. And that's kind of really how it started to 
um, how I started to get into off-market properties, to be quite honest. I love it. All right, so really just, just programming the people in your world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is. And then, and and when you're making your your phone calls to your database or sphere, you're asking them the same thing. You know, I'm checking in on you. I want to see if you need anything. By the way, do you want to sell your house? Joke, joke, joke. Uh, not really, but I need your house, right? Joke, joke, joke. Um, uh, I have another client, by the way, who's looking for a house with these criterias. Do you know anybody that I should be talking to? Right. So it's literally, you know, you pro you program your your clients, you're programming your your social media groups, your so your your programming your sphere of influence or your database, your past clients, because innately people want to help other people. They just don't know how to do it. And when you can give them that outlet on say, all right, here's the path that I need. You can walk it. I just need the resource. I love, and I love that quote, innately people want to help you. And for those of you, if you haven't heard Lonnie talk before, I still love that. Like she literally, when she says, do you want to sell your house? Joke, joke, joke. She actually does jokingly say to people, say, you want to sell your house? When you just call them through, through her sphere. Yeah. How, how did you, did you, how did you get used to saying things like that? And like, didn't, did you feel it? Cause are people watching and thinking like, I could never say that. Or did you just like, you know, I think people, I think once you start programming and people understanding that, you know, your life is real estate, right? And the fact that this is part of my job, part of my job is that I'm supposed to ask you regardless. My job is that I'm supposed to ask you. And we, when you can have such a good relationship with your past clients, with your friends, with people on Facebook, with people out in the community, because you're giving, giving, giving all the time, right? When you say, hey, Jesse, I know I'm just calling to check in on you, want to see how you and your family are doing, and we'll have that little that little conversation. Oh, by the way, the, one of the reasons I want to call is, do you want to sell your house? Because I really need it. Inventory's tight. Like, you would really be helping me out, right? And then they'll laugh, or they're like, oh, why? Or, you know what, really, me and my husband or me and my partner were thinking about it, um, and so funny that you bring that up, right? Yeah. One of the things that we have to get used to is you're not going to get – any activity unless you ask for it and too many people have that mindset like oh i don't want to be intrusive i don't want to overstep my boundaries or anything like that and so they never ask so they never get the contracts and so they get mad when they say well why didn't you tell me you wanted to sell and now your house is on the market and because you didn't do your job yeah i love it all right i can keep asking questions but matthew mark david colette uh, any, Nadia, any, anybody else, if people on Facebook and we got, some, we got people watching on Facebook. If you guys have questions, the reason why we're doing this live, this is not a Lonnie training. This is a ask Lonnie, yeah. your burning yeah. questions about off market properties. So have you tried something? Didn't work. You didn't know where to get started. What, what, I mean, I'll keep asking questions, but what questions do you guys have? What is our most effective way besides getting a hold of them on the phone? Thank you, David. Oh, actually, I'll tell you, David, on the phone method, Oh my gosh, that my convert, I'll tell you my ratio. So it's about five, actually six to seven hours of dialing. I can dial 70 numbers and maybe hit one person who will pick up. And out of that one person, it's a 50-50 chance of them selling with me. And that 50-50 chance is going to be dependent on, um, do they have somebody currently in the house? Uh, what's if, if, all right, let me say, it's currently if, 
they have a tenant in the house or if they're living in the house and what that looks like and what made them want to have this discussion with me in the first place. So that ratio on the phone, it's, it's not a super good ratio. However, I will say that the benefit is it is that I have a board of like 17 people right here that are off market people who will sell their house, who will take an off market property house or I'm sorry, off market property uh, offer as long as I can help them find another house, which is now a whole nother, a, a whole nother thing that I'm doing. Okay. And that's kind of what I was asking aside from calling, what's your most effective. So I do um, again, training my, my people on social media, training my past clients, training my clients who I'm taking uh, consultation with, right? As far as buyers, you see something, you're interested in it, let me know. You see a neighborhood, I'll go door knock it, right? Um, so doing that, I'm making the phone calls, I'm doing uh, farming letters, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and so I have a system of where I'm going after 9,000 off-market properties right now, and I'm farming them, I'm calling them, I am text messaging them, I am doing everything possible to try to get in front of them. What are you getting your data from? Uh, so that 9,000 uh, that I'm farming right now, I got from my title and escrow um, people. I gave them a criteria of what I wanted. Uh, and so, for instance, I'm going off, th those 9,000 are uh, non-owner occupied uh, tenants, right, or homeowners. So right there, it's a little bit easy because one, they don't have to find a place to live. Uh, two, they only have to give a certain day notice to their tenants. Um, and even then that might change where we're at right now, to be quite honest with you. So we might have to pivot on how we do that, to be quite honest. And then three, giving them information as far as laws that are changing. Like, so out here in Washington, Washington state is the only state right now who is passing a bill. It literally passed the house and the Senate It's called SB 5096, where they're trying to, well, well, they're going to impose a 9% tax income tax on any capital gains. Now, if you are a landlord, does that affect you? 100%, 100%, right? So being able to know what, not, not just what's going on in the market, but laws that are going to affect them that then say, Hey, this is a pain point feasibly because the age group that I'm going after as well, I would call them uh, my silver lining clients. Uh, and I call them my silver lining clients because one, they're not good with technology. Two, they're at that age in their life where maybe handling two, three, four, seven rental properties is no longer something that they want to do. They want to get out there and enjoy life and really think about retirement and they want to kind of shed away all that extra stress in their life. So when I'm looking at my list, I'm being very, very specific about the group and why that group I'm going after. And that makes an, a, an, a huge difference. Totally makes sense. Matthew, I saw you came up, come off beat. You have a question? Uh, I was more trying to learn from Lonnie, the expert here, so we could do more <laughs> off-market deals. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I think it's interesting though who you're targeting. So if you're if you're targeting absentee owners, right, mm -hmm. or landlords, and mm -hmm. demographics of people that have owned them for a certain period of time, and you are targeting people that are that are 
generationally, like an older generation, there mm-hmm. are certain methods, right? So if David's asking, you know, other than the phone, the phone is still a good method for yeah. that demographic. Mailing direct mail is a good method yeah. for, for the, those demographics. It's interesting. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll be quite honest. I was at a Tony Robbins conference all day yesterday, besides when I did the agent power huddle and jump it in between. Right. Um, but while I was in my Tony Robbins conference, I literally had a guy call me, left me a message, uh, said he had two properties to sell. So I called him back in one of my quick breaks. Like I had like, actually I didn't, wasn't in a break. I put the, the conference on mute, called him back. Uh, Cause I listened to my voice and I was like, Oh snap, this is two properties, right? In our, in our area, two properties is a lot when I'm doing a half hour search for a price point And I only see two, two properties come up for one of my agent's clients. Right. Uh, so two properties is huge. So I called him and I'm like going through and I said, you know, by the way, how did you find me? Oh, I got a letter from you. Fantastic. I have a meeting with him tomorrow in my office at nine o'clock in the morning to go over these two properties to sell. I love it. And, and, and what, what was the, I mean, I'm sure you sent out a lot of different mailings, but do you know roughly what the, the letter said that he responded to? Yeah. So that letter, uh, it literally, I actually, I can give me one second. I have one printed out because I have to do my, my mailers. Oh, good. Uh, so I'll just kind of skim it. It just says, you know, I'm kind of writing to see if you're interested in selling your rental house. Um, have you ever, has the thought ever really crossed your mind? You have so much money in equity, right? So I aim for like at least 40% or higher. Most people in, in, in the markets that we're in have 60% or more. So like 40% is a low, um, uh, why would you consider selling? And then I give them three reasons why they should consider selling. And then if they do have a tenant, I give them the law on how to go about selling your house without being sued, right? Uh, So there's a a nugget on, all right, yes, I've thought about it. How do I go about this? And yes, right? And then um, I would be free to have a consultation, no obligation, uh, give me a call, right? And then it says in um, blue right here, so here's my letter, right? It says, ask me about my easy out guarantee and flexible commission structure. Now, my flexible commission structure, I'm going to be very, very quite honest with you. I still get 6%, right? So one of the things I said in my, my webinar yesterday was you have to have an irresistible offer. Does it, does that sound like I have an irresistible offer in my letter that I'm sending out? Yeah, I have two, right? I have two. So why wouldn't they contact me if it's, if, and sometimes they don't even think they want to sell until they get my letter. And then they're like, Oh snap, you know what? Maybe I should sell. And I've had those conversations to be quite honest as well. I love it. I love it. Um, Matthew just typed into the chat box. He, and I don't know if you ever use these, Lonnie. He said they just added a hundred We Buy Houses signs uh, out in their market. And they went out last week and they've already had two calls so far and one appointment set for later this afternoon. Do you ever use any of the We Buy Houses signs? I haven't. And I might have to, I might have to do that as my inventory starts growing um, for off, you know, off market. None, none of these have signed a listing agreement but they're in very good communication with me. And like I said, the one thing I just have to do is find them something else that meets, meets their criteria and it's going to happen. Yeah. 
And with the amount of buyers that are out there, like it's easy to find a buyer to fit the original property if that's what I need. Right. I love it. All right. What, what other questions do you guys have? Good questions so far. Yeah, so we're restricted, no door knocking, no cold calling. Um, so a lot of the, the ways that used to work, you know, it's been a year that we've been restricted here and we can have to be very careful in doing it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find some, some other ways around it. I mean, I do do the, um, the we buy houses signs and websites and a lot of things, but there, I mean, in my market, we're just completely would, saturated with people like that. Yeah. I would say to you, David, what is going to be most beneficial for you because yes, we have these regulations being put on us. Right. And I'm not going to lie when I, I got fined for doing stuff uh, once, but it, it definitely learned my lesson. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Right. Because as you go through this, you have to learn what you can and cannot do appropriately. And then you have to pivot and tweak. Right. And so you have those guidelines or those infrastructures in place, which make it a little bit harder. However, Get into the habit of training your your social media people and your client and your database, right? And say, if you know of anybody who's thinking of, of selling their house, let me know because I'm sure I have a buyer for them and we can probably make it a win-win, right? And then you start putting stuff out on Facebook and start doing videos. You're going to have to do those videos. So you're going to have to get in. And if you make a mistake, who cares? That just means you're human, right? People like to see the human component of things. And start really putting out, like, hey, I have a buyer who's looking for this, this, and this. Do you know anybody? And you're going to start seeing people. I'm going to be very, very quite honest with you. A lot of people don't, don't do it because they're like, no, that's, that sounds too easy. It is easy. It is easy, right? You don't have to make it difficult. Do those videos Put that out there and you're going to start seeing people and it might not happen right away because people's brains are filtering through the message that you, you did. But when they do, those contacts and those hits are legit. They're good contacts. They're good follow-ups. And train them to say, you know what? You know somebody. Can you also get me the contact information? I would love to talk with them. Right? Because now you don't have just yourself working for you trying to find off-market properties. You have hundreds of thousands of people doing some legwork for you to make that happen. Can I ask a question? And David, if you have follow-up questions too, when you say training your social media people, and I get the making videos, are you literally, because I have to go back and look at your social media feed now. Um, and, and if you guys are not friends with Lonnie, go send her a friend request, go check it out. Are you literally dropping in like the multiple posts? Hey, if you know anyone who's thinking to sell, like, is that what you mean by training them? Are you directly telling them? Are you kind of saying it in different ways? Like how, how do you handle that? I do it in several different ways. So like I'll do, um, I'll do a video, right. Of saying, I'm looking for this, this, and this, and I have several clients who are looking for homes. And so I'll go through a couple of my clients, I don't do all of my clients because that would just be bombarding them with too much information, right? To keep track. So I'll do like maybe two, right? And then I'll do a video. Do you know anybody? And then eventually I'll do a post. Hey, I have other clients that are, I have another client looking for this, this, and this, or I'll do a, a story or I'll do a Facebook thing. Um, and so what happens is people will start, they don't necessarily re- respond right there or if they do fantastic or they'll tag me in groups that somebody has a house that they're thinking about selling 
right? Or they send me somebody that they know and they'll send me their contact information, which is even better. I just had, I think it was like the end of last week, I was in the office with one of my agents and one of my past clients from like a year and a half ago, she hit me up and she's like, hey, my neighbor right beside me is getting ready to sell, I think. Uh, here's the information. And I was like, hey, can you go get their contact information? Right. And so she's like, all right, let me go do this. Right. So now she's engaged and I'm engaged. And I'm like, and so it's when you have such a good rapport. Right. And rapport is going to be everything. You have to build that rapport. Like, and if you don't have it, they're not. Why are they going to help you? Right. But it's not about me. When I say. I make a video. It's like, Hey, you guys, I'm needing, I'm one of my clients need your help. I take myself out of the picture because I'm not the hero. If you say I need help, then they're looking to help you. But if you say, Hey, one of my clients, I'm no longer the person that needs to the help. They're only another resource for them to help my client. It's like when we're doing a food drive for a family that needs help during the holidays. When I have, when I'm asking for, hey, can you guys do a, a can here or there? Or can you guys donate $5? It doesn't matter the amount. I just need some, some information, right? And as that information starts trickling in, the better that information starts getting down the road as they start becoming aware of, you know what, when I'm asking, it's because they want to really help. And when they have that resource, they help. And that, that I love. I hadn't thought about that psychologically in terms of social media. I I love that you're making it about the client because now it's not just like, hey, no one is selling. You're, you, even if they don't have a house that matches that criteria, because they just know you. They just think of you like, oh yeah, Lonnie's always hustling, looking for that house for so and so. Hey, I know someone's thinking like, maybe I should connect her up there. That's that's a really cool psycho psychological impact of what happens when they start seeing you asking for. Mm -hmm. Plus it's, it's something that doesn't get spammy, right? It's not like, yeah. Hey, you take it a sell and Hey, you take it a sell. And it's like, Hey, I'm looking to help this client who needs this house in this neighborhood, this many bedrooms, this area. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's really all about serving, right? If you've listened to some of my past agent power huddles, it's about how much can I serve you guys? Right. And how much can I help you guys? Now you can keep putting deposits out there. Right. And thus deposit is going to get bigger and bigger and somebody's going to help you cash in or, or put a deposit back to you. But really it's about how much deposits are you putting out to your people, your community, your social media? Are you giving them information that they can use for their own lives? And then eventually all of that stuff starts coming back, which is why I can do what I do um, because I just didn't do this overnight. This has been a three year process of getting to this point where I have like 17 people that I can go to and say, all right, I found uh, a house for you. Uh, it fits everything that we talked about. Now we're going to go find somebody for you. Right. And that's easy because I can find that regardless. Right. Um, but it's really about how do you make those relationships and how much are you depositing for them to deposit back into you? I love it. We, we got time for maybe one more question from anybody. Bonnie, the letters that you're sending out, are you doing that in-house? Is that a service yeah, that you I have? Do it. I, yeah, I do it all in-house. So me and my girlfriend, uh, we'll take like a few nights or she'll do it for me, uh, depending on how busy I am. And uh, I send out 270 letters a week 
um, right now because I need to make it uh, in sizes that's chunkable where I can send out the letter, I can make the phone call, I can make that contact, right? Because if I send all 9,000 out, there's no way I can I can call all of those people out all at once, right? And keep a pipeline of, all right, these are the people that want to sell or this is when their tenants are moving out. Like I have one contact, I, they, they have tenants in there till the end of December, but I'm going to follow up with them in like September period, time period, because by that time they're already thinking about what their next step is. So if I try to do everything all together, there's no way that I will have a system that I will be able to keep track of everything on what's going on. And I think biting that down in chunk sizes, is going to be more manageable than trying to do it all at once and say, I hope something bites and I hope something works and, and not follow up on any of it because it's too overwhelming. Totally makes sense. Matthew, last question. I, I, uh, I admire the system, the process. She's got it broken down, you know, where it's not overwhelming and she's able to get it all done. She's recruited help to get it done. It's working, getting calls. And I love when a plan comes together. I was just going to say that. I, I'm impressed, Lonnie. That, thank you. Thank you for jumping on here and doing this. Ask me anything. This is, I hope for you guys sure. learned something good. This is great. Uh, so I've tagged Lonnie in this post. It's in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. Um, you can, if you have any questions that pop up later, make sure you reach out to her, ask her. I mean, this is, thank you for sharing this stuff. This is awesome. Yeah, you guys are very, very welcome. Hopefully you guys get something out of it, but don't try to start huge. You guys build up to it and build that muscle. Honestly, just build that muscle, but really start with your sphere and your, your clients to be quite honest with you. Yeah. It's going to be the easiest way to find some of the off markets. I love it. Oh, it's so good, Lonnie. It is. Thank you're you, ro you're you. a rock star. It's so good. <laughs> thank you, Jesse. All, All right. right, you guys have a good one. Have a have good day. Bye, guys. Day. See ya. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.